of the DYM Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Donnelly, joined here by my effervescent co-host, Andy Fiore, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Did I, ever use Did I ever use effervescent before? I don't know if I... <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever used effervescent to describe me in my entire life, <laughs> let alone you. But thank you. That's a very nice compliment. I appreciate it. I feel like, uh, do you know in Casino, when that young kid comes up to Sam Rothstein right after he marries uh, uh, Sharon Stone. Yeah. He goes, and might, and might I just say, uh, you're a very lucky man. She's a very beautiful woman. He just goes, thank you very much. It's a very nice compliment. <laughs> like, you can see him <laughs> teeming with anger. And he goes, what balls in this? Can I fire him the next day? That's, <laughs> yeah. what he says. That's what he said. What balls in this? Can I fire him the next day? <laughs> uh, also, my, another one of my favorite parts is when the guy, the kid, they hit back to back on the slot machines and he goes over to the to Bubba, whatever his name yes. is. Yes. And he's like, Mr. Mister Rothstein. <laughs> and he's like, one is either, he goes, one is that you're just too stupid to realize it or you were in on it. You're in on it. Yeah. <laughs> It's a casino. Somebody's got to win sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing pretty good. <laughs> uh, what's going on, buddy? Not too much. I am in New Jersey. Uh, got the big cleanup underway this week. Uh, for all you dimwits out there who don't know, um, my father was a pack rat bordering on hoarder levels. Uh, like if we had tried out for like if we had submitted to the show hoarders, <laughs> we we probably would have just missed the cut. <laughs> like you know, it wasn't like the it wasn't like the crazy crazy shit you see on the show, but we're almost there. He's like minor leagues hoarding. Yeah, exactly. Which is actually um, so it's so interesting to me because your dad was an engineer, and you always think of you know, mathematical mind organized. Everything has to be in its place. But 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 you know whatever it is, and that's not the case, I guess, in this regard. A hundred percent right. It was a very weird. I think it was almost just a compulsion that he could not throw things away, and it was really only the garage. Every other part of the house is nice, you know, everything's in its place. Yeah, but yep. the garage is mayhem. So my mother rented one of those big dumpsters. I mean, there's a dumpster just sitting in the garage and we've spent the last couple of days. We got it on Monday just going. I mean, buddy, this is a nightmare. I feel like I have. We haven't even dented the surface and we're almost filled. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I was there. It's it is the it's the one side. You have a, a two car garage. You have one. It's only one side of it. Right. Well, you, th there's just enough room to fit the two cars in and everything else is just junk or stuff he's collected. Uh, I just he couldn't throw any piece of wood out. I mean, it's a horror show in there. It's it's overwhelming. Do you think that comes from the engineering aspect? Like, do you think that comes from he's like, I could use it for this. I could repair it and do this. Yes. Like, it, it comes from like the the problem solver side of his brain. Two things. I think it comes from that, and I think it comes from him coming from a generation that went through the Great Depression. Yes, and I goes, going to say gonna that need too. this. Going to need this. Can't. Don't get rid of it. We're going to be able to use that for something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Would he eat? Would he eat leftovers all the time? Oh yeah. Yeah. Did, so that's, and, yeah. That same kind of thing. Uh, did not, and, could not waste anything. Money. Let me ask you uh, this though: Did anything. you find anything that you were shocked to find? No, uh, nothing good <laughs> has turned up yet. We found a canteen. That is either from World War II or from the days when he was a Boy Scout. So this thing is like either from the 40s or the 30s. Well, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty remarkable. But like we knew he was an old guy. So you're going to find some really old stuff in there. <laughs> but this is like <laughs> so canteen. <laughs> yeah, this was like the canteen that Indiana Jones used, in, you know, 
when it was River Phoenix and they were in the Boy Scouts and he's uh, searching for the cross of Coronado. <laughs> yeah, you just find the cross of Coronado. In the- <laughs> yeah. Your dad was the man in the white hat. <laughs> <laughs> this belongs in a museum. <laughs> well, Andy, it's a task, I'm- though, man. It's a task. It's it's well, it's good you're doing it. It's like it's almost like it's one of those things where when you have to do like chores and stuff like that in the house, like big ones like that. Like we had that like at my mom's house with her attic. Her attic was like really tons of stuff, yeah. like binders from like fifth grade, my sister's fifth grade binder, like that kind of <laughs> stuff. And uh, going at when you're done with it, you feel so accomplished. You feel like you like you like your life's Agreed. work has 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 been done. Like it, it's such a sigh of relief when it's all done. So when this is done, you're gonna feel fantastic. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it, nothing, it's never gonna be really be done because you can only throw out so many things. Uh, a lot of the things that he stored and saved don't you can't throw out like you can't throw paint cans with paint you can't throw any sort of liquids there's a bunch of rules you know this all these all environmentalist crazies yeah. uh, have really come down on us in the last few years so a bunch of that stuff we just have to keep for now because we can't get rid of it in the dumpster so it's like the stuff that we've moved out i feel like i'm only scratching the surface and we've been at it for like 472 hours now but and are you are you the opposite I think I'm a little bit of both. Like I do have that compulsion to keep things, but it's more mementos and keepsakes. Whereas my dad would go, uh, that lump of wood over there, I might need that for some reason. I'd be like, no, I'm not going to use that ever. But I keep every single ticket stub from every concert I've ever been to. Yeah, I keep tickets from ball games. You know, this is how we I- know Andy's not a carpenter. You called it a lump of wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, give me that two by four piece of coal over there, uh, honey. Let's get you get, get some globs of wood for the fire. <laughs> <laughs> so you like stuff that actually is going to mean something. Your dad was just saving right. stuff for yeah. a utility aspect. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I was thinking of, of the move, the movie part of it, like, like DVDs I, I, or, or, or stuff like that, where it's like, yep. I, I don't, I don't save DVDs now. I think I did for a long time. Oh, totally. And, but with the minute it got to a point where I don't have something that plays DVDs, even though I do, because I have an Xbox one, but yeah. um, I still was like, I'm not going to watch the DVD version of these. So movies. you threw them out. I think I, yeah, I just didn't, I think I chucked them or gave them away or whatever happened. Yeah. Oh, because I still have them. I have a lot of books and I have a lot of DVDs, you know, two things I love. I still have all my books in my bookshelves and I have almost all of my DVDs packed away in my parents attic so i I have kept them but just not i didn't i haven't bought any new ones that's one of the one of the ones i saved probably if i if i do have it i think i must have saved it because i because of this reason is my michael madsen autographed uh reservoir dogs dvd oh that's a great one uh it's michael madsen autographed and kirk baltz do you know who kirk baltz is is he mr blue he's the guy who gets his ear cut off (laughs) (laughs) he's he's nash uh, he's Nash, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Back when I was, it, it was just when Reservoir Dogs was coming out. Oh, no, I'm sorry, no, it wasn't when it came out. It was t- it was a 10 year anniversary version of Reservoir Dogs. So it was, uh, I guess it was 2002. That means because it came out in 92. That's and, a great one. Uh, I was working uh, at a place on where was I? I was I was 2002. I was working in the city somewhere like uptown. My cousin, t- I, I found out that they were doing. Uh, signings at FYE. This is how long ago it was. Oh, FYE sure. was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is like a record store slash movie uh, For your DVD entertainment. Shop. For your entertainment. Yeah. So uh, I went down and waited online and uh, got them autographed. Nothing really crazy. There was, it was actually a pretty long line considering it was Madsen and Kirk Baltz. But it was... Um, <laughs> I yeah, it was kind of a quick thing. Got it signed and got out of there. But I've saved it all. The, I've saved it for 18 years. I've, I've, I've had it, you know? Yeah, those things are nice. I have that DVD, uh, that Criterion. Maybe it's not Criterion Collection, but I think it was. I think it is. Uh, Actually, no. The Wes Anderson uh, ones are a lot. Yeah. Uh, Um, This was like its own thing. I don't think it was Criterion. But they had a lot of great extras on this one. A lot of great extras. Yeah. And when we were buying DVDs in the day, it was that thing where you go, I'm going to be able to watch these movies anytime I want. And now you just have the streaming services. You can watch anything without owning it pretty much anytime you want but yep. back in the day 
you know, you and I were such big movie fans. You go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to want to have all my favorite. That's exactly the one. Mush brought oh, it up. Mush brought it up. There and it, it actually is. came in a sleeve that I think is like got gold, brownish it's, it's coloring. Yellow. It's yellow. The sleeve was yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it had like a booklet thing on it where you turned I had the same and, exact one. And this this slid slid out of the the booklet yep. area. Yep. Whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. What I have what Unsigned. a great. Sorry. Yeah, you know, I don't know if we ever did. We never did Reservoir Dogs versus Pulp Fiction on the on the show, did we? I think we did. We did do it. Okay, I'm this not sure. Like going back I, a few years though. And you and you took uh, dogs, or you took Pulp. I forget what I it was. Think I had to take Pulp Fiction in the end, but I yeah, that's the Sophie's Pulp Choice scenario there. Yeah, it really is. It really that's, is. Uh, the good song talk about season. talk about a movie to start it off, or like as far as like these these guys, these like these these legendary directors, as far as first movies go, which a lot of the time, you know, all the all their genius is put into these things. And there's so it's almost like the equivalent of like a stand-up set. Like there's so much creative energy and there's so much, uh, you're so amped up about the first thing you're doing. It's going to come out. Well, like I, most comics, I would say for their first set do well, considering what it is. Wouldn't you say or no? Uh, their very first set of, at their very first time on stage. Like they, like they're, they'll get laughs. Not that I'm saying they're good yet, but they'll get laughs because sure. there's so much energy in it, and you put so much work into it beforehand, yeah, and so much thought. I feel like with these legendary directors, it's like the same thing. Like, like Tarantino, like, like there's always such great stories surrounding, like how this gets made, like, the, the money to like, like, like it's, yeah, it's the, 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 grass, the grassroots energy, you know. Yeah, like, like even like even going along those lines, like the extras that are in the Reservoir Dogs DVD are awesome. They tell that story about how much of a fucking psychopath Lawrence Tierney, who played Joe, is. Which <laughs> right. I I don't know if I've ever I've ever told one of the stories from the extras. And if you've had the DVD, you'll know this story. Yeah, they all Chris Penn had them all to his house for a barbecue, and uh, like like Lawrence Tierney showed up like two hours early. Um, I think he stole a knife. He stole a knife yes. from Chris Penn's house and he wouldn't leave. Like he wouldn't leave. They had the barbecue. Everybody's hanging out. Everything's going great. He's kind of acting weird. End of the night. Uh, it's time to pack everything up. Everybody's gone. Lawrence Tierney just right. won't leave. They had to like end up giving him a ride home because he was like, I'll wait for this bus. And he's like, nah, it's all right. I'll give you a ride home now. Whatever it is. But it's like, that's how much of a psycho Lawrence Tierney was. So he would not refuse to leave. He wouldn't Chris leave Penn's their house. house. He would not leave their their house. So he came over the bar. It was supposed to be a regular barbecue. And this guy, at that point, I just want you to get out of my house. (laughs) Don't you point that knife at my kid. (laughs) You 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 think this very good friend who stayed at our house too long is going to up and decide (laughs) to leave the party. Let's go. Lawrence, I don't know what you know. This kid is a good kid. He's a good kid. He's, He's got to go to bed. He's going to up on the so side out of the fucking blue. <laughs> That's wow. Mushy just put up a picture of young. Wow. Tierney, oh, my God. And he God. looks like a completely different person. He looks, he looks like, like, like a, a, a Navy pilot from World War II. Man, time is a motherfucker, huh? Yeah, because he really. Uh, wow, what he a became, gorgeous man. You know, and then he's got the great that great Seinfeld appearance where he plays Elaine's dad. You know, yeah, and Bennett. also once again where his personality screwed him right. over because there's a Seinfeld extra where they talk about they would have had him back if he wasn't so crazy. Yeah, I saw that one the other night, and he goes drivel, and George goes, "Oh yeah, maybe some parts." He goes, "What parts?" <laughs> the dr- and George goes, uh, "The the drivel parts." <laughs> Got two great lines from their bathroom. He goes, "Just tell him you have crabs. You got to go home." He was in the army. You'll know. He'll understand that. <laughs> and Jerry goes, "Are you crazy?" He'll clunk our heads together like, like Mo. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, you know, he's one of these old timey, uh, old timey guys, man. Like that's what I was kind of talking about the other day. Like when somebody can pull off. Like the gravelly, gritty, like badass. That doesn't really happen anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like oh. back in the day, I had so many guys that were like that, and then now, yeah, like your John, your John Wayne types, if you will. Like you know, I like know mm-hmm. people would think of John Wayne as like a man, but like things have changed so much that like a lot of actors, they're not getting to that point. I think you know who's getting to that point. I'll tell you right now is, uh, and it was from a TV show 
was what's his name from Blade? Who's the guy in Blade that plays the bad guy? Steven Dorff. Steve, no, Steven Dorff. Wesley Snipes. Right. Play, he plays Blade. Yeah, he. Well, I can't even tell you other than a vape commercial what Steve I, Steven Dorff has been doing up for the last decade. Well, he was in the last season of True Detective, um, and oh, that's right, and he was very good actually. He was really good. Like he's one of those guys that I think he's going to start getting tons of work. Correct. What? I stand corrected. Yeah, he's going to he's going to get tons of work because uh, he he's getting he's becoming like kind of an older like gruff badass. Yeah, good for him. Good for the dwarf. Good for the dwarf. Uh, what that's what's what's your favorite badass in like a TV or a movie? I gotta say, what's his name from uh, from Breaking Bad is one of the most badass characters ever. Mike Ehrman Trout from uh, Mike Ehrman Trout uh, is great. And um, in, a, in a movie, oh, what's his name always has a bunch of good. Madsen, like we just said, Madsen and Reservoir yeah. Dogs is kind of a quiet uh, badass. Blonde. Like, um, Mister Mister Blonde, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of a cool thing. But Andy, for today, you wanted to. Uh, you had a. You're very passionate about this idea. We mentioned well, it a couple of weeks passionate. ago. Oh, but before we get into this, I did watch Ready or Not from last week. Oh, okay. So I also I watched the movie. I rewatched something else, and I'll tell you after. But okay. So Andy, what did you think of Ready or Not? I enjoyed it. I think it get was. Get the fuck out of here, Andy! How did you not think it was great? Because I didn't think it was that great. What? It just. You're out of your head. This every time because you love something. It wasn't that great, dude. <laughs> I've seen a million think stories like think that. About, think about this, dude. Think about how many times that kind of shit is attempted and not pulled off. They pulled off exactly what they wanted to. Did, okay, I said I enjoyed it. Uh, what, else, what more do you I, want? Maybe I... I all right, I'm, I'm not doing backflips over a mediocre <laughs> movie. I enjoyed the uh, thing. It wasn't well, you just said it's mediocre. You just said it's yeah, mediocre. I don't think it was the best thing I've ever seen. If you want a better movie in the same kind of realm, The Hunt is 10 times better than that. All right, I'll watch the hunt for next week, and I'll tell you. All what right, I think there we go. Okay, but, we'll continue but, this discussion next week. What? Let me ask you this: Why did you think it was okay? Like, I, I thought it was. I thought like, I uh, like I was, was saying a, last week, but the visuals of it, like, I think she looked awesome. Like when she was tearing the dress and 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 with that the sneakers on, and she had she the, was the, a good, she was a cool character. The, it, a little corny in the concept. Like, there's so much stuff you could just go. Oh, there's like 10 million plot holes in this whole thing. Um, the family is just kind of uh caricatures and i know it's kind of like that's what they were going for but yeah i'd like to see a movie i'd like to see your reaction to the hunt is i know you're already going to do that thing where you go now it's it's not as good no i'm not i'm gonna i, I i'm <laughs> no i'm i'm willing to say the hunt is better than the ready or not i'm not saying right, one much, you heard it mark you heard it here first <laughs> mark that time I'm not saying Ready or Not is like a perfect movie or it's a, it's amazing. I'm just saying it's really good for what they were trying to do. And like, I think I'm starting to realize I just like anti-rich people movies. Like, I just I just dig that. Like, I like when it's like because I always I always liked plots that involved like taking down some old school uh, like like old money like the skulls like that movie was yeah. so bad. Oh, I enjoy you're, stuff like that where it's like, oh yeah, take them down, take down the rich kids. Take down not, the- I liked it. I just don't. It was okay. That's what I don't. The lady, I thought it was cool that you know it opens up with this. I, I don't know if you haven't seen the ready or not. Don't listen to the next few minutes of this podcast. But uh, it opens up. The whole idea of the show is that this this gaming uh, family uh, that that has like. So like this billionaire game, old money gaming family, the way they got their wealth was because they basically made a deal with the devil. Like they, they, they refer to the guy as Mr. So-and-so, whatever his name is, but it's a, what do you call it? Not a palindrome. It's like a, uh, anagram? What, the anagram for billion, which means the, you know, the devil in Hebrew or whatever. Yeah. So, what they, uh, but what, what, it's because they have this 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 ritual where if somebody marries into the family, they have to they have to pick a game to play. The, the machine, this little this little magical machine, picks the game, and if you get hide and seek, uh, they have to kill that person by the end of the night, or something something right. happens, bad happens right. to them. So it opens with like it's supposed to be like thirty years before whatever it was, right? Twenty five years before or something like that, and. The aunt's husband is being killed. Uh, it's a whole big thing, but you could, yeah, that's a good enough. Just like, don't yeah. give any more away or like. But here's the thing: it's just for me. It was a little cartoonish, which is fine. I thought it could have been a little more suspenseful. 
uh, I enjoyed it. It's just whenever the, I don't love something as much as you do, you get angry. <laughs> even though I enjoyed the film. No, I'm just saying that I think that considering what it was and considering that it's like not I don't think maybe it was big but I don't think I don't think of it as big budget. I think you like the hunt because it's got a just it I this would have been a great defend your movie matchup, the hunt versus ready or not. Like they're very in the same genre and they both have kind of a us against them uh plot line. Yeah. I watch it and tell me what you think. Honestly. I'll check it out. I really will check it out. I will be honest. I promise, Mushy Mike, I promise I will be honest in my assessment of the hunt. But (laughs) I I also. Because you'll see very two, uh, you know, central female characters who kind of almost look alike. Even there, it would be this would be a great matchup. Maybe we can do it down the line when enough time passes. But um, yeah, I I, that was my one of my favorites from this past year, twenty twenty. It was actually released. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll check Um, it out. But the uh, but ready or not, it was like that thing of I think it I all right. So this is what I was trying to say before. Like the but I'm saying the look of it, like it could have been a graphic novel. I I, I saw it as being like a graphic novel. Like it, like it kind of has that like the aesthetics of it were really cool to me. Like I thought like that character, it it could have been a video game and a really fun video game. Like that's how I felt. Like oh yeah, know, totally for yeah. sure. And and there's like it's it's a self, I, I love when these things are self aware. The, the guy who plays the brother in law is really funny because um, uh, he's also bad, but he's kind of like he's just in it for the money and the, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. So so yeah. I just don't sleep on the ready or not. It's actually really good. It, Knives Out reminds me of it, but it's way different. It's more mystery. Um, yeah, you know, Knives it's Out like a, a Who Done It. It's like a Who Done It. Yeah, this is more of a. It's like it's more. It's not horrorish. Maybe the reason I like it, Andy, is because I'm such a pussy. <laughs> I'm such a pussy with horror movies. Like I'm like, oh, it's this horror movie I like. <laughs> but you liked A Quiet Place too, and that's pretty scary. A Quiet Place is scary, but I liked it it's because it's not it's, it's not gory. This has some really gory parts to it, but they're they're very carefully placed. They're they're not the whole movie's gory. I'm it's excited just, for you to watch. It's like re- realistic gore, you know. And uh, and Quiet Place I thought was fucking awesome. Great. Quiet Place, love it. Krasinski, like to pull that off for uh, first impressive. movie directed. What? Very impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, the movie that I, I rewatched a movie because I was on, I guess I was on a Sorkin kick because I, I mentioned Social Network recently on the podcast. I uh, I rewatched Moneyball. Oh, like Moneyball a lot. Moneyball is great. Moneyball is, I, it's really fun movie to watch. Uh, I mean, you know, the script is great. It's not Sorkin's best, obviously. The one thing I will say is, it also it proves it does prove how good Sorkin is though in a way because the ending to Moneyball is not your quintessential baseball movie ending. Uh, it almost the whole thing is about business the whole time. They try to make it about the baseball uh, somewhat at the end with the whole record thing, but the record the record um, plot of the movie ends. The movie's still like ten minutes longer after that. Like it's more about. Billy Bean. It's 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 kind of yeah. a bio. It's yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of a it's a quasi biopic. Moneyball. If you really think about it, like uh, oh, if, if somebody had a money, if somebody had a biopic for the like you know a five year period in their lives, whatever it was, you know, for sure. Um, Actually, no, because they talk about his childhood as well. So, but uh, it just proves that Sorkin. I don't think anybody else could really pull it off as much as he could. You know, I'm, I'm a big Sorkin fan, and and uh, because if he made. He made the idea of that broken record streak thing that the, the A's did at the at that in that season because they didn't get to the uh, championship. But well, that's, he made, the not, that's the knock on Billy Bean is that he's his for all his uh, you know um, doing things his own way and not paying attention to or maybe even now being the first one of the times to pay attention to analytics and stuff like that. He's never won the World Series when it's actually yeah. mattered. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you're saying it's like, yeah, he was like a, um, he was a uh, trailblazer. Yeah, to really hire stats. Now every team in almost every sport has an analytics person, and that is something that baseball was one of the first sports, and he was basically one of the first managers or GMs to incorporate that into how they were going to build the team. Because yeah, that's the whole movie. Is this guy? This guy, yeah, this guy bats two twenty eight, but he plays good defense. 
but his on base percentage is through the roof. So it's like if this guy gets on base, it might create more runs than a guy who's just a slugger, you know. But yeah. in the end, it doesn't really pay off when right. So it's, you know. It's- it's 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 really hard to make. A, that's why Moneyball is pretty great because you made a movie about math uh, suspenseful. Like you like you know what I'm saying. Right, like right, you made right. a movie about decimal points, uh, entertaining, which is which is basically what it is. It's like it's a very like office back office based movie that was turned into like, and they made it feel like a real baseball movie. You know. Yeah. No, I mean he was named Executive of the Year like multiple times, I believe. What we should um, maybe we should do that one time. We never did. Maybe, we shouldn't. Well, right now we, they just had the World Championships. Uh, the Dodgers won. My my, my nephew's a yeah. big Dodgers fan. Um, best baseball movie is that? Is that is that a consensus? Is that a consensus? We we can even do that right now if you want. We can get into for a couple minutes or we can do we that next episode this other idea forever we might have to save this one for next week you think the Moneyball is a consensus based best baseball movie no i don't what I just was you asking the consensus on what oh is there one is there one i don't think i think it's a very great topic up for debate I think a lot of best baseball movie you know in 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 honor of, of the dodgers winning um you because you know why it's great because you I'll bring. Tell you mine. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why because you bring. It's not just dramas. You bring. Comedy Let's save it for next it. week. Let's save it for next week. All right. Because we'll we got week. a big thing that Mushy prepared for. Let's. Oh, okay. Let's do. Let's that. table it and that because this is a larger topic. It'll give us a little time to prepare uh, our arguments. We can talk ready or not in baseball. Uh, ready or not, the hunt in baseball next week. Yes. So uh, what I was trying to say before is that this week's topic is uh, Andy was very I, I hand it to Andy because you're very it's a really good idea and you're very passionate about it because there's one movie in particular that you really want to pounce on. <laughs> <laughs> you in this topic. But I am still one of those jerks who loves the Oscars. I hate all the bullshit. I don't think that's of being it. a jerk. I, I, I know, it's, like, it's Hollywood. It's like, a, you know, it's Hollywood, man. I still like the award being named i could care less about the speeches i just like to see who wins so right. it's like i flip away as soon as the and that winner is announced i'll go to if i can i'll start i'll put on south park or whatever right and then i'll right. come back when they announce the next one but it's just outrageous to me that so what we're going to do is go through we, we're only going to go back to about 1990 because we could spend four hours on this uh we're going to take a look at the best picture winners and just to see some of the most outrageous thefts of all time. And I believe we can start with 1990. Mush, do you want to pull the list up when you get a chance? I can do it off the top of my head for 90. And it might be 91 because, you know, the movies are released in 90. Then they're held in the 91 Oscars. Um, can you zoom into that? Yeah. Mush, does it also have the one? <laughs> is there like a straight up list that's like... Yeah, um, is there another one that has the nominees with it as too? Because we know... We go down the right. So I don't know how you well, want to do start, this. Well, Mushy finds that we can start with 1990. The winner was Dances with Wolves. Well, we already know, and we talked about that on the show. That because uh, it was the same year uh, as uh, what was the one that should have won? Goodfellas. Yes, with, right. Exactly. I mean, Jesus with, Christ. Without yeah. a doubt. Um, that I think is perfect. That might thing. be that might be one of the biggest blunders of the Oscar ever and and i think even if you had people that were in the academy now they would tell you that the 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 um let me uh the, the they would tell you that that was a huge mistake you know yeah i mean it's not even close it's not even close it do you watch dances with wolves recently no I, i'll answer no, for I, you I, no I nobody not, no because <laughs> it stinks it's three hours of fucking uh what's his name costner wandering around looking for uh indians and wolves and barely any dialogue it's i don't know how it got made uh into a best picture nominee but or who oi that's a tough one well me. it was it was uh it was actually 91 was dances with wolves uh you said 90 well, no, that's what I meant. Like the Oscars are held in '91. Oh, yeah, right. Like, okay, you know, right, these right, are made yeah. in '90. That's yeah, what I mean. Okay, yeah, right, right. Okay. I believe um, I prefaced that, Shawnee. Oh, you did. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, but but it's also one of those things where, you know, what? It's such a weird catch twenty two when it comes to uh, Scorsese because 
back then Scorsese was thought of as like a good director, but they he wasn't held in such reverence as he is now. Goodfellas right. is, is what did that. So at that sure. point, the Academy was probably like, not that they were like, hey, this who cares about this guy? They were like, oh no, it was great. But I think also, I think what you realize is things have gotten less uh, uppity as, as time has gone on. I'm sure I think I think that a lot of these Academy members back then were probably really uptight and they didn't think of it as like, I don't want to say classy enough or or artsy enough for it to be like they they I think it was so gauche <laughs> for lack of a better phrase. No, that's like I think it was so like grounded and so like like it was so foreign from their like either Hollywood artsy fucking life that they couldn't even get on board because it, it like yeah. like it, it was almost like when you know when, when the indies things happened like around ninety five you had the Pulp Fiction you had the Wizard Dogs you had uh uh what else yeah Merrimax coming into play and stuff like that this you have to remember this was before all that so street level movie making like Goodfellas or something yeah it was made for a good amount of money but it it, totally. it, it shoots like it's it's uh it's on a fucking camcorder you know so that's how good it is he makes you feel like you're right there so they probably were coming from the school of like. Godfather's a mob movie. We know Godfather because it's elegant and it's and it's mm-hmm. fancy and and then, and then this this like this scruffy uh, you know newcomer comes in and he's like, no, I'm going to change the way this well, thing's done. He, he was robbed in eighty for raging bull. It's not the first time Scorsese got fucked. In eighty, he was robbed. Well, I yeah, didn't even go, yeah, hold on, yeah. And uh, you know me, I fully believe that's why Departed won Best Picture. It was a we're sorry we got it wrong twice. Oh. I am a totally on board. There's a much better format. Much I emailed you a, a better list to look at. It was just visually more pleasing. I have it on my my screen. I, uh, Ordinary people, I love too. Yeah, this is this is a good way to do it. Actually, would you, let me ask you this, Andy. Would you say ninety percent of the time they get it right, or would you say that it's I don't they, think oh, it's as high as ninety? You don't think you don't think it's as high as ninety? Seventy-five. Um, let me ask you this. So, do you want to keep going down the down the years here? Because yeah. The following year, ninety-two. Yeah, one hundred percent right. One hundred percent right. Silence of the Lambs. I think we. I think we can put this in terms of uh, is one big deciding factor could be not that it has to be because movies come out for their time. The big deciding factor could be is it still relevant in the culture? Is it still when people talk about this movie? Are they talking about it with the, with the with the gravitas or the weight of a movie that is still ever having everlasting effect? You know and what? I, what? I, I was sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'll keep score and then we can do the percentage from that percentage from if, if we think they got it. So we can go down the line and be like, did they get it right? Did they get it wrong? Yeah. Right uh, or yeah. wrong. So, yeah, we actually skipped ahead to 92, but Silence of Lambs, 91, 100% right. They got everything right. It's the last film, I believe. Somebody write in and call, and call me out on this if I'm wrong. It was the last picture to win. Best picture, best director, best actor, best actress, and best screenplay. It like the oh. major five. Yeah, that's like the that's a way harder thing than the EGOT. <laughs> oh, what? yeah, probably. No, I'm kidding. EGOT's pretty hard, but that's an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. That's that's. But EGOT. I mean, you got a cartoon in there, and Beauty and the Beast. Bugsy is not that great. JFK is good, but it's not a best picture. And the Prince of Tides is a piece of shit. But. uh yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. And then the next- so that's a we got one right and one wrong to start the nineties. So that you're at fifty percent. So ninety two. What do you think? Unforgiven. Unforgiven. The crying game. A few good men. Howard's End and Scent of a Woman. I've never seen Howard's End, but uh, I've never seen Howard's End either. Uh, a few good men against Unforgiven. I'll take a few good men. I was going to say even Scent of a Woman, maybe, but. I think um, I take Unforgiven in this one. <laughs> you would take Unforgiven? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, that one. That's what it comes down to. But it was also, was it the first movie that um, uh, Eastwood directed? No, you know, because he did uh, Going Bananas, and he he did he did one. I think he did Going Bananas. He might even. I think he was in that, but or not Going Bananas, whatever it's called, with him and the Go. monkey. I thought he directed that one. Uh, <laughs> Unforgiven. Oh, yeah. If 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 that's not a thing already, we're writing that screenplay in as soon as we hang up. <laughs> Clint, Clint Eastwood now. Let's have let's have Clint Eastwood now in a monkey. Let's let's, let's like ninety year old Clint Eastwood in a monkey. I'm just getting mad at the monkey the whole time. What is that movie? 
Um, it's 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 Clint. Well, hold on. I'll look it up in the chat. Every which way but loose. Every which way but loose. Way but loose. And, and Mike, did he direct it? Uh, let me check. But there's also a sequel. Uh, any which way you can. Oh, any which way you can. Oh, that was directed yeah. by James Fargo. Uh, okay, so I, I, I music by Steve it. Dorf. What a weird coincidence. Oh, we're just talking about Steve Dorf, even though that's probably a different guy. Um, yeah, so yeah, I would say that it's up for grabs. Like, I'm, I'm sure Unforgiven wasn't a, a sure thing. The next year was a sure thing. That was definitely going to win. Schindler's List. I disagree. What else do we have here? Schindler's List. I think uh, The Fugitive is the best film of that year. Uh, all right. I like The Fugitive as a, a better it. movie. It's top 10 for me. But that, yeah, there's no of way. Course, you, I gonna, agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, the, the Fugitive... But then you're also like, it's like, okay, so do you think the what's what's more in the in the culture now? The fugitive when people look back, like it's almost like you could you could you could think of it this way, like who do who do people think won that year? If you ask people that question, Schindler's List. Uh, you think they they definitely knew that? Uh, yeah, I think also so. like okay, so a lot of time also the, the academy can be star fuckers. So like that. The, I mean, yeah, but. I'm the fugitives, no lack of star power, you know, Harrison Ford, uh, it, but it's I'm a saying brilliant, like, great movie when you have, when you have but Spiel- there's no way you can compete with Schindler's List. When you Schindler's have Spielberg. List is a beautiful, beautiful film and it's Spielberg. Well, I can't I mean. disagree with it. Personally. I love the fugitive better. Uh, I personally, I like the fugitive better too. I think it's a, but I'm like, you know, Schindler's list is so, you know, it's such an epic and such it's so but that's why i think they got it wrong because they're you're under pressure to name that best picture where i think if we're looking back the better picture is the fugitive to me and i know all this is subjective but that's you know that's why we do this that's why we have this podcast <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah fugitive. all right most 94 well, was, what do we got I was, I, well before we stop I, w- I was talking uh the other day the, one of the great things about the fugitive is uh, it has, and somebody was giving me shit for this, but, but I think it's true. It has one of the best um, uh, sequels because it's kind of this cool thing they did where U.S. Marshals, no, not Schindler's List, no, <laughs> Fugitive. Oh, Fugitive, I'm sorry. <laughs> Schindler's List, the sequel? Schindler's what would that be? <laughs> I know, the list was already pretty long. <laughs> that'd, be the, that'd be the worst. That'd be the the worst weekend at Bernie's uh, themed film. <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> All right, maybe I, maybe I should maybe, maybe I should say that we're gonna need a lot of sunglasses. Oh, Clint Eastwood's first movie he directed was Play Misty for me. That was uh, in seventy oh, one. Uh, so he's been film. directing for a while. He's a good director, good director. But when it comes to uh, Fugitive, it has this great uh, uh, sequel and U.S. Marshals because. It's almost like they've created the the fugitive universe because um, what's yeah, his name? Harrison not, Ford's not in it, but uh, Tommy Lee Jones' character Lee still Jones. is. It's not. Um, it has nothing to do with the first movie, but it, it has the same. It's, it's still. A, it's a. It's a good sequel. I always call it a good sequel. It's okay. Yeah. It's no. Not bad. No, Andy. It's a good. I'm. I'm. I'm See? right. I'm very. Do? I'm right with this. I'm right. It's well, a good sequel. I just said. Okay. No, no I, I, definitively, it's a good. Think about. I'm talking in the world of sequels. There's I'm tired a, of there's, arguing. There's, 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 there's a. Uh, you're tired of arguing on our, our podcast, Defend Your Movie. <laughs> well, we got there's, a lot of movies. We got a lot of years right, to get. Let's, to. All right, let's keep going. But but uh, I, 94. We're gonna be on 94 for a little while because it's maybe the hot, most hotly contested year. Okay. In the last 30. Can you bring up all the nominees here? Okay. Yeah. So bring up 94. You fucking asshole. Go ahead. Why are you calling Mushy an asshole? <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I was calling you an asshole. Well, we know it was Forrest Gump won, and but this is the year of Pulp Fiction. This is the year of Shawshank Redemption, and the other two nominees are Quiz Show, which is a great movie, and Four Rings of Funeral. I don't know; they had to toss something in there. But this, I'll tell you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Andy. I'm sorry. Forrest Gump still the best picture? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Not I even close. No, they got disagree. they got this so wrong. Uh, and I'll tell you another reasoning is it's almost like you have it's you can work the idea of establishment into movie making. And in 94, you had Tarantino. It, they really do. They snub these guys because they're new and because they're they 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 are 
they're part of the they want people yeah. who are part of the structure they don't want these guys and once again like i said these indies were starting to take over filmmaking and they yeah. were trying you know and uh it was starting to become this age of the indie for the last five years of that of that decade for the most part so um i think once again they that was an absolutely purposeful move that they did where they were like, this is a better movie. We're not giving it to this guy. We're not doing it. Yes. I think it's the third place movie out of those two. I think it's between Shawshank and Pulp Fiction, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I would give it to Pulp. I think as far as ingenuity goes and, and, and for turning things on its head and for what it did and for, for now you could, you're right though. Now, like Shawshank is like, man, talk about, being in the like Shawshank is like this modern day classic. Shawshank had a very old feel to it, right? Okay, but done so, for modern days. Yeah. Since we got to get cooking here, we did start the most outrageous one. So let's we can go through these a little quicker. Moshi, if you want to go to ninety four, well, like this is outrageous. Like Braveheart, uh, I disagree. I think Apollo thirteen's better, but I understand it. So the other ones, whatever. Ninety six. Let's. Crew, the English. Oh, very. Now I think they got it. This is one I get outraged over. Well, this the is also English a great, nation. great Seinfeld. Great Seinfeld. Great, great Seinfeld. The English page. You were making out. Oh no, that's Schindler's List. You're making out that's during Schindler's, Schindler's List, List, which we didn't even mention. And the English. But no, but your like, English patient is uh, Elaine hates it, and everybody else <laughs> loves it. But the other nominees are Shine. Secrets and Lies. Jerry well, we McGuire. all know we all know what the what should have won. And, and go. we were talking about. I was. We were just. This this comes up in conversation once a week. This freaking movie. <laughs> uh, Fargo is. Uh, I'm sorry. It's in my top five. Fargo is almost a perfect movie. Like yeah. they, they probably know they screwed up. It, it, like it has lasting power. It, it's it's Coen Brothers, which was one of our favorite things. Uh, you can't you can't go wrong with Fargo. No, uh, but to pick the English patient over this, you know, they, it also so. proves my point. My point from earlier about it being this. Oh, it's it's this this whole like it's intelligent. It's this. It's like sometimes you don't need that. Sometimes you need movies for the people, Andy. You need relatable yes. movies. Yes. Uh, moving on to 1997, Titanic is the winner. Uh, I don't I don't like the movie overall, but I. I understand. I would have gone with L.A. Confidential or Goodwill Hunting. I would have gone with Goodwill Hunting. Better picture. And I think Goodwill Hunting is the most thing. Nobody really talks about L.A. Confidential anymore. Right. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And then Titanic. I, I didn't see Titanic until 20 years later. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. But it's not one of those outrageous ones. This 1998 but might really be quick, one really, of the really, worst really, movies to have best picture. Really quickly, though, uh, Titanic, it, it, we will see as a theme here, and it, it changes over time. It fits into that whole how much they love epics. It's an epic movie. Um, English oh, Patient I, is an epic movie. Godfather is an epic movie. Like, like they yeah, like, you know, no, it's they like, like what they like, and they vote that way. They're, now, bo- they're this, voting off a budget almost. This next movie is such a piece of shit. Shakespeare in Love is so bad. And how it won over Saving Private Ryan is a crime. Is a crime. This is what. This is where one of the movies that like spawned this idea. I go the worst movies to win Best Picture. This is up there for me. This is one of the most worst pictures I've ever seen. And for it to win Best Picture, and then look, you've got it up against Elizabeth, which I don't even remember. Life is Beautiful, which was fine, uh, and The Thin Red Line, which was also good. But Saving Private Ryan, that's an epic. That's yeah. a Spielberg. And, and one, once again, does it fit into the world today? People talk about Saving Private Ryan. Nobody talks about Shakespeare in Love. Oh, and if anything, people go, yeah, Shakespeare in Love. That's a piece of shit. And then you go, did you know it won Best Picture? And they go, really? And then we have this conversation. I think it was a victim of the time. It was very 90s Shakespeare in Love. Like, yeah. it even has a very 90s title. Like, like you know, yeah. like it has that. I think it, it yeah, it was, it was like a rom-com. <laughs> exactly. Just fucking... You throw Shakespeare in there. It's like, it's fancy. Let's vote for it. So now 99 was a year that I thought they got it right. But looking back, because that was the mentality I was in at the time, I go, mm, I might think differently now. Um, they won, I, American Beauty won. No. But it it yeah. doesn't hold up as much as people think. Um, it's a good movie. It's a great movie. And I loved it. I Love that. I still think one. Of, I still think his final monologue of when he's dying and he's doing uh, his, you know, when he's actually dying and he's doing the narration, it'll still make me cry. 
But I probably would have given this one to either the insider or the sixth sense. Nobody ever saw anything like that before. I, I'll give it to you that um, Sixth Sense clips at American Beauty's heels. My personal opinion is that it, American Beauty still holds up. I I think it is it is a movie of the times, but I think there's like a – I've said this before in the podcast. There's like a whole thing online where people are trying to say American Beauty is aw- an awful movie. And I'm like, it's because no, not- you don't like Kevin Spacey anymore. That's what it is. No, no. This, they were saying this before that whole controversy. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I it, they, they're, they're a saying, little. I get it a little, but not. It's still a beautiful film. I think. But you still don't overall. think it, you don't think it should have won. See, I still think it should have. No, won. I, out of all these, I, yeah, still, I, I still think it should have won. I take that back. Actually, Insider, no way. Insider was kind of boring, to be honest. And then uh, Sixth Sense was. Uh, that's the only one that I'm like. The yeah, one maybe. That, you're right. The movie that's still holding on, like, is still in people's minds. People bring up Sixth Sense a lot. People bring up, you know, it's like in the lexicon of 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 sure, of, sure. of, uh, of 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 movie discussion is Sixth Sense is part of a lot because you're right. Even if you just base it off what it did and and how much it changed the endings of movies and how that became a trend after a while, mm-hmm. American Beauty, it, the trend that it it that it it uh it started, which was like that. It's like I guess you could call it that the coming of age, middle aged movie, which I think there's. I can't even tell you other examples, but there was like there was a tone no, of movies like that after yourself. it came out. Yeah, yeah the yeah. finding yourself movies. Yeah, perfect. Uh, right, that's already that phenomenon is. Hold on, hold on. That phenomenon is done. So that's why people now are like, oh, it's so corny. It's like no, it wasn't corny for the time that it came out. So you have to take that into account. Right. Two thousands. Uh. 2000s. Oh yeah. Oh you, want, oh, you want to go up all the way up to the present? Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Well, just we, we gotta go. Just we gotta go the outrageous ones. Gladiator yeah. should have won. You can scroll through. Yep, Gladiator uh, should have won. 2001, a beautiful mind. Yeah. Uh, weak year, really I'm, weak year. I'm Gotham surprised Park. Lord of the Rings didn't win. Um, in the bedroom was good. In the bedroom, that was maybe the most. Artsy. But beautiful mind should have won out of that. Definitely. Here's one. Uh, I in this next year that I despise and can't believe it. Chicago. First of all, I I'm on record. I hate musicals for the most part. I but, don't hate I don't hate musicals, but I don't think this should have won. And I think a lot of people think that at this point. I again think Scorsese got snubbed again with Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York is not his best, but I, it's, it's not his best. It's but it's a very one. solid movie. It is, and it's the one I like out of all these the most. But I don't know if it should have won. Yeah, over Chicago. I take like that I, over, I, I take almost all these movies over Chicago. The like I almost, I almost don't trust my opinion on this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I'm probably just talking out of I like Scorsese. Like it's like I just guy. think it caught it. This was a flash in the pan. They caught it at the right time. It was like musicals are big, and this is such a ensemble. And yeah, it was just like look at these actors who don't normally do this thing that are now going so far out of their range. And it was just like, come on, what are we doing? It's still a fucking musical, you know. Yeah, well, right. you're, you're a manly man, Andy. That's the, the public. I'm a manly know. man. I like manly things. I like a big sandwich <laughs> and I like a big movie. I like my boots, my truck, and my man movies. <laughs> All right, Mush, keep going, baby. Oh, here we go. 2003, uh, Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King one, which is the this the third. This is a tr- the only trilogy. A third in a trilogy to win Best Picture. I, think it's I, be. I, I don't know if I have to recuse myself from this because I have never watched a Lord of the Rings movie. I tried to start watching them. I should. I'm, I'm only now getting to the point where I would do that. They're boring. But I think you. Oh, man. This is actually besides that. They should have just not had that in there because besides that, uh, this is a pretty great. Well, there's two that I would lost yeah, translation, lost translation and and Mystic River. River. Oof! I, I if you ask me now, if you asked me five years ago, I'd say Mystic River. If you ask me now, Lost in Translation. Mystic River is a little caricature of itself. Well, because that because it started those depressing Boston movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was at the forefront of a trend. Right, right. Uh, yeah, this one I think they finally just gave it to Peter Jackson, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, you've made these epics." But it, that's a cool thing to note. It is the third movie of a trilogy that. One best picture. And that's only, true. Yeah. You know. yeah uh, all right. I kind of got an issue. To, when I was talking about uh, great sequels, man, talk about the most successful sequels of all time. Like you have like Godfather 2 and these Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. Know? I listen. I haven't seen anything past the first one either because they're boring to me. 
I don't and like I know people love them. Like you have people battling Lord of the Rings versus Star Wars. And I go, hey, you guys do your whatever you're going to do. But uh, well, well, Andy's a manly man. He throws eggs at them and yells nerds out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> so, take a hike, gay wads. Pussies. <laughs> no, I would side with the Star Wars crew in that regard. Yeah, me uh, too. Yeah. Throw up for me for 2004. Um, so we have a uh, uh, million dollar baby, the aviator, uh, finding Neverland, uh, Ray, and sideways. Uh, a million dollar baby, I think, still holds up as the winner. I think they got they got it right on this one. Yeah. I'm very blase on this year. Yeah, sideways. A lot of people loved. I almost got annoyed with how many people liked sideways. Like, I think yeah, it became it's like cool to like sideways. Yeah, and then people were going for wine tastings and stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, I, whatever. I, I don't care about 2004. It's a <laughs> shit, it's a shit uh, year to begin with. Oh, here we go, Andy. This Here's is the, the, biggest, the biggest one of all. Here's my number one hated of all time. 2005. This is the worst movie to ever win Best Picture, in my opinion. Uh, I'll tell you right now. I've seen Crash is the winner. We have Brokeback Mountain, uh, uh, Capote, Good Night and Good Luck, and, and Munich. I'll tell you. Um, I there's a couple of these I haven't even seen. And I'm, t- I'm telling I've you, they're better movies. All. And all four of those other ones are ten times better than Crash. <laughs> Crash was like shittier Magnolia. Like it was it like was, this. This was the first thing that was starting to get woke culture awakened, and Hollywood already started to get on board. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Capote is great. It's got Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, as Capote, and it's you know him writing in Cold Blood. It's a it's a great movie. Good night and good luck it was it was great, fantastic movie. Munich's great too. Spielberg, it's a I've it's heard an underrated Munich. Spielberg film, and you, they usually love those real kind of stories. You know, the seventy two Olympics, and it was Spielberg. Back down to masterpiece. Uh, how did that not win over Crash? You, you know, there might have been crack? something. There might have been something political with Munich why it didn't win because that normally would have won. There might have been because was it was about the um, Jews. Hollywood's filled with Jews. Yeah, but yeah, maybe they, but maybe they didn't like something in the movie that was conveyed. You know, this year too, that's the Munich Jews broke Mac Mountain the gays. You think it would have been a landslide? <laughs> <laughs> wow! That, nice to meet you, sixty-five-year-old Andy Fiore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying how you yeah. picked Crash over Brokeback. That's I'm I'm for those other movies. I, those are yeah. the, those are the, uh, this Mush is my. Be, let's go to the next one. Much before Andy has a uh, an absolute, a has an embolism over the over years. the over Thank Zoom. Thank God. 2005, 2006 happened. Thank God for 2007 because uh, 2006. Here's the thing. Yes, I right, yeah. out of the 2006 nominees. The Departed is probably the best movie on this nominee's list, but it's not a great movie. I just hate it so much. I just hate how he won for the lesser movie of his career. Steven Martin Scorsese, that is. I haven't seen Letters from Iwo Jima. I'll be honest. I loved Little Miss Sunshine, but Best Picture, I don't think so. Yeah. Queen, I don't think so. And Babel, I can barely remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, this no, the podcast part, has been a lot of babble. I'll tell you, that more, you know what I'll tell you? The more I look at the lineup, the, now it makes sense why Departed. I I know you're not a fan of Departed, uh, but it's almost like you put them up against these other ones, and I'm right, like, oh, right. it should have won out of this group. Right. It's probably my it's my least favorite Scorsese movie, but up against these other ones, you got it right. Now here is the big one in 2007. Yeah, this and I, I want to say just when you think the Academy can't get any worse, they totally <laughs> redeem themselves. <laughs> This is maybe the best. Well, not maybe the best year. It, the best year of the two thousands. Yeah, twenty four seven. Yeah, it, it, yes. Uh, I'm going since from two thousand to now. This might be the best year. Yeah, it's it's such a great year for this. What has we like three of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> no Country for Old Men was the winner, which a lot of people know. Atonement, uh, Juno. Uh, yeah, which, fun little movie. Juno's you know, fun, but, yeah, but it, not to win. Michael Clayton, which is in my top five. Uh, yeah. there, there will be. You're right. There's. The, oh my god. There's like three of these are in my and top. There 10. will be blood. I know. It's, I meet this. The DYM podcast is known for its love of Michael Clayton. I think it's one of the most perfect movies. A brilliantly acted movie. I love George Clooney, and it's fantastic. It just so happened to be up against two other masterpieces in There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men. 
Do I think they got this year right? Yeah. No Country for Old Men is a masterpiece. It's so good. It's such a good movie. Um, and so yeah. is There Will Be Blood. It's a, you, some, Somebody had to win and two others had to lose. That's just it. Michael Clayton is like movie of the podcast that we recommend to people to watch. If you, yeah. it's one of the, you know why Michael Clayton's so good? Because it's like this like sleeper hit thing of for us where it's like a lot of people haven't even seen it. It's one of those ones that people don't watch, but like everybody should see Michael Clayton. It's Everybody one the, should watch that. It's, I, it's one of the movies I recommend people the most. They go, what is a movie I might not have seen that you love? And I go, Michael Clayton. Yeah. So let's keep going because let's go to the ones they really go. got wrong because that's the point of the, of the, the, yeah. of the segment. Um, uh, they got uh, this one. It was um, uh, next yeah, one. Her, her, like her one, Avatar, Blind like Side. Um, Milk was great. District Nine was on there. District Nine is fun, but Her Locker is the best movie fun. out of all those by by far. And Over in Bastards? Oh, wait. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, oh, is Glorious Bastards in there? Yeah, this is what the year they expanded it to 10. Oh, right. Here we go. Inglorious Bastards. Um, and a serious man is great, but maybe. Yeah, you not know what? Good. No, I would have picked Inglorious Bastards. I love Inglorious oh, Bastards. Inglorious Bastards also grew on me a lot. Hurt Locker, I probably would have picked a while ago. Uh, what do we have next? 2009? Here's a big one people uh, go back and forth on. This is a good year. I know you're. I think they got it right. You, of course, uh, are going to pick Social Network over the King's Speech. There's a couple of good ones in there. You got the Social Network. You got True Grit. You got Winner's Bone, Inception, The Fight. This is a good year. Black Swan. It's- Holy shit. I, 2010. I'll run it down. The King's Speech, 127 hours. Black Swan, Fighter, Inception. The kids are all right. The Social Network, Toy Story 3, True Grit, and Winner's Bone. What a year. Um. I'll tell you right now, they they they, got, they screwed this up, this one up big time. They they should have been you. absolutely. Come on, you don't you don't think Social Network has stayed in the public grace and, and since like nobody fucking cares about the King's Speech at it's this point. Fourth on my list of this year. Social net Social Network is. <laughs> <laughs> you I are you have a <laughs> Yeah, I like give me. I will take the King's Speech, the Fighter, and Black Swan over no. Social Network. Yes, Fighter's sir. great. Fighter's great. Uh, no way. Social Network, just off the... You could just winners, read the script. Winner's Bone, Jennifer could, Lawrence's coming out party. Just read the fucking script of Social Network in a room and just take people reading it in a room. And it, it's better than some movies. of these movies. <laughs> but it's also... It's Fincher. It's Sorkin. It's shot beautifully. It's lit so well. It's I, I talk, I've talked about this in the podcast before. Uh, it's really hard to pull off a dark-themed movie, meaning lighting-wise. They nailed it. The, almost most of that movie is dark, is darkly lit. A lot of it. Black First Swan, one, dark, you don't get darker the, than Darren Aronofsky. I'm not talking about tone of the movie. Black Swan is I'm fantastic. not talking about that either. I'm talking both. Lighting-wise, it's not as dark as the first first half of Social Network. And they like it's one of these things where they can they they still make it seem crisp. There's so many movies that are darkly filmed that they everything gets mishmashed together. It's a very hard thing to do. And then when when it comes to social network, it's Fincher is such so amazing at making everything look so neat and so well put together. It's so fucking cool looking, and that's one of the reasons I love it. The script, I love it. Uh, and I just you know think it's, it's, it's right shot now? well. He knows Facebook is hearing us right now, and he wants Zuckerberg <laughs> to come after him. No, Zuckerberg, it's it's anti-Zuckerberg. That's yeah, everybody's right. coming after me. Yeah. All right. That's a great <laughs> year, though. I forgot how great that year was. When you expand it to the 10 nominees, that's a solud year. Yeah. 20, I still think 2007 uh got it. All right, Mush, let's move on. Hot well, hold, here's the thing. Year. We're going to have to do this, buddy. We have to wrap things up. I have to get out of here. But can we do the final, the final 10 years uh, next episode? Yeah, we can go through the next 10. We got a big episode next week. We got Ready or Not versus The Hunt. We've Ready got baseball, nine. and we've got the final, uh, the 2010s, the teens. Let's do all three. Let's do make make it a fun episode. We'll make, we'll, let's make it a supersized episode. We'll do uh, like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds good. Sorry to cut it short. Let's see where it takes us. <laughs> <laughs> let's do a three-hour episode, Andy. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, we can talk across that bridge. Um, yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you again for listening. We know that was uh, more of a pleasure for us, but thank you for indulging all of our uh, opinions. And tell us if you agree or you disagree. Reach out to us. Find us through the laugh button. Find us through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you find your podcasts. 
and subscribe and rate. You guys don't know how much that helps. And tell a friend, tell a buddy, and do have them do the same. And please check us out on our social medias. It's at the DYM Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me at Andy Fiore on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow Shawnee Time at Shawnee Time on Instagram and Twitter. And I believe I have nothing else to plug. I don't have any live shows to plug, really. I got uh, some rooftops, but I have nothing. By the time this this comes out, I will actually the day this comes out, I will be in Carbondale uh, at, at a show. Uh, I just don't know the name of the location, <laughs> but it's in Carbondale. <laughs> Google my name in Carbondale, and it'll come. There right. you go. So it's one of the Soul Joel shows. Look at Soul Joel's uh, Soul Joel's comedy and check it out. Thank you so much, Andy, for doing this. Thank, Thank you, you to Mushy Mike. You're the best baby doll, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Time has come again A champion must die